Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. Hey, we have a uh, special guest. He's going to be with us for the next probably seven, maybe eight uh, sessions. Um, he's a good GM friend of mine, also uh, my brother-in-law and, and Jacob's uncle. So uh, we've been playing games together for over 15 years. And if I'm not GMing a game, he's GMing a game about 98% of the time. So... Just want to introduce you to uh, Matt Birch, and we're going to ask him some interesting questions as we go along, just because I think it's really good to hear another Game Master's perspective on things. You hear mine and kind of Jacob's res- res- uh, mm-hmm. yeah, experiences and, and, and all that, but I wanted you to hear somebody else because the there's no real right way to do Game Mastering, and as long as you're not abusive, there's no real wrong way to do a Game Master session either. So, Jacob, what's the first question for Matt? So, the first question we have for Matt would be how to incorporate multiple different ideas from media into a cohesive idea for your game sessions. So, when when I start coming up with a concept for a game or an individual game session, what I I always pull from what I books or movies or TV shows or things like that that I've read. And how I and uh, I normally take things that I've currently read and then and then think back on other concepts that I've I've taken and kind of combine them into one thing. For so, for example, great. Yeah. Um, uh, when I ran a sci-fi game a, a while ago, and in that game I was playing the the first Mass Effect game. Okay. And they have these black zombie-like creatures in that game. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was also watching, re-watching Babylon 5 at the time. Which is, if you haven't seen Babylon 5, it's like the UN in space. Yes. With some bet combat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, in that game, th- there is a, 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 a race of creatures who have all organic technology, and they are kind of godlike and they are at going to war with another race but but I, I like the idea of of this kind of like godlike race that is super mysterious that you have no idea what their concept was and and I also incorporated elements of firefly where the characters were playing like smugglers yeah that's what I was I was the captain of the smuggling ship so yes and so I, I, I kind of tied all three of those concepts into one whole thing where they started smuggling onto this planet and the first couple games were were, you know, pretty standard like smuggling missions, you know, getting around blockades and so on. And then as they're leaving the system, they go through and they find a dere- they found a derelict ship. Yep, I remember that. It was mm-hmm. really fun. That one and was good. And what ended up happening was they found that the crew had gone insane and painted themselves black and killed each other. I figured that was a lot reminiscent of Event Horizon when we jumped on that derelict ship. I mean, I had Event Horizon vibes. So if you haven't seen Event Horizon and you're okay with, like, horror in space, it's, like, the perfect movie for that. Yeah. And, and And then it went through session... As they went through the sessions, they discovered that it was this other alien race who was slowly interfering with 
the, the world that they were in. And that, and so by tying those all into one cohesive whole, I was able to take, you know, overarching ideas and kind of combine them into one cohesive whole. All right. So let's just recap, though. So what you did is you're watching, you're playing through Mass Effect. Yep. So you took the black zombies from Mass Effect. Yes. You were watching, rewatching Babylon 5. Yep. So you took the concept from the Vorlons. Yes. Um, who are this really mysterious race. No one even knows what they look like. And said, okay, I want to have a, a organic, godlike race with unknown uh, motives. Yes. And then you kind of threw a little bit, like one game session was kind of uh, an Event Horizon-esque. Yes. I mean, one thing you didn't mention in the Event Horizon game was if you got taken over by these this black goo, you would basically have what, what's called a fugue state. You would forget where yep. you were, who you were for hours. And there was a spot in there where I had to make a roll, and I don't remember the next couple hours. So I never knew if I was compromised for the rest of the game. Yep. And so you have all these little concepts of, like I look at like a braid, where you're braiding exactly. different levels of things in. And then, so I guess my one question would be, and maybe you don't care, so are you worried about your players doing what I just did? Where I was like, oh, we're playing Event Horizon right now. I better watch my eyes, you know? Um, no, actually, because, because you have that visceral emotional response to something you've seen before. It actually heightens the, the enjoyment of the session because, because you already have that pre-programmed response in you because of that. Right. So how is that different then from, um, hey, we're going to do Lord of the Rings, but in the North during the time of the, the three books? So Not The Hobbit. I hate The Hobbit. But the other three <laughs> books. Like the real three books. So I'll get hate mail for that. Anyway. <laughs> so, so it's different because, because you're not just, just blatantly ripping something off. You take these concepts and you make them your own. Right. So I by do and you change them and but but by by intermarrying them between each other in your mind they actually twist and change. Right. Does it, so let's 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 just take an example then. So let's say I wanted to play something like a Lord of the Rings but I didn't want to rip it off. Is there one or two concepts from the Lord of the Rings that you would think would be hey take this concept and then twist it a little bit more with something else, like anything. Okay, so 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 you want to play Lord of the Rings? Okay, you have classic classic fantasy, right? Yeah. Okay. So you you have your MacGuffin, whatever that is. And a MacGuffin for those that haven't watched the or listened to the MacGuffin episode is basically a plot device to move the thing forward. In Lord of the Rings, it is the One Ring. Mm -hmm. um, and in other games or other sword and board fantasies, it's the sword of truth from like Terry Goodkind's books or something like that. It's just it's a it's an immensely powerful object. Excalibur from King Arthur. Oh uh, yeah. No. So many things. But that said, so we have okay. a MacGuffin. You have a MacGuffin. That's not the one ring. Yes, exactly. Um so uh, and then you take then you, you take and say, okay, so what other fantasy have I have I watched for lately? Sure. Okay. So, say Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. So then you say, well, I want to marry political intrigue into this this thing. So you could have a a war between the elves to try to take power, try to take the power of the MacGuffin or something exactly. like that. Exactly. 
And, and a MacGuffin could be a crystal that grants some sort of sanctuary and... Because, um, like, some sort of sanctuary and blessing on your crops uh, over a yeah. certain uh, range. I try to make my MacGuffins, and let's see if you agree with me on this, I try to make my MacGuffins not game breakers, where if I hand a sword that's a plus four to a third level party member, I've just broken the game. Yeah, one of the concepts I like to do with my MacGuffins is is uh, give them their own sentience or uh, ability to think, and then they, they dole out their blessings over time as as certain things are met. So it may be a plus four magical sword, but since I'm handing it to a third level character, it's really only a plus one magical sword exactly. until they start mastering the things with the sword, and then it becomes a little bit of a game breaker because they're not having to buy... Yes. A better sword, but it's not overly groundbreaking and, yes. and and game breaking because now you've made a third level character a seventh level character because of the sword that exactly. he or she's wielding. Yeah, yeah. okay. And, and by doing that, you actually then can have that lead them down the path of the story. Right, exactly. Because a MacGuffin, by very nature, is a plot device. Yep. Mm -hmm. So if we're looking at the game that you and I just kind of created on the fly, yep. an elvish war of Game of Thrones type of situation. The MacGuffin is a, an item that doesn't bring... It brings power to an area, yep. not to a person. Yep. So you're not breaking the game, but they're fighting over it. Yes. Because whoever owns that MacGuffin is, is safe from invaders yep. and has bountiful crops, which means that they can take their tech to the next level. Yep. And if you can take your tech to the next level, as anyone that's ever played any video game knows... Yes. I mean, get your tech three levels higher. It doesn't matter what you... Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter how bad your resources exactly. are. <laughs> but but so, 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 so then you say, okay, so what is the role of the player characters in this? Okay, so let's marry a different concept. Okay, so you have these political intrigues going on. You have the, the, the world, like, like the elven war going on, kind of with the Lord of the Rings concepts brought into. And then you say, so where do the player characters fit into this? What is their role? Right. And let's then pull from a different, you know, let's pull from Terry Goodkind. Oh, okay. you, you know, okay. The player characters now are contacted by someone who is trying to end the war. Okay. So let's then they go through and you have to go on a quest to, one, find the MacGuffin. Right. Two, you know, get it to the right people who are... You know, and try to, along the way, stop this war from going on. Right. So very much like the intro, again, of uh, Lord of the Rings. That's yep. Identify the MacGuffin, get it to the Council of Elrond. Exactly. To determine what happens. Well, I think that's a lot of information, uh, frankly. And so I just want to thank you, Matt, for being with us. Mm -hmm. And thank you. we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.